Coming up on the Coach Mac podcast, we recap our 4th of July weekends and talk about most of the CMU football team making their way back to campus. A former Chippewa has been playing some pretty good basketball lately, and this week's guest, legendary coach Herb Duramity. We get into the history of CMU football, how he got here, what he thinks of Coach Mack, and more. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. And we're officially back after a week off. Coach McElwain, how you doing? Doing great, Adam. How about yourself? Well, you know, Coach, I tried to go up north to our cabin and enjoy my July 4th, but I tell you what, even though service wasn't great, my phone just kept ringing off the hook, and people were wondering, where is the Coach Mack pod? Why isn't going on this week? <laughs> I tell you, you must have some friends that are really bored. <laughs> that, 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 but, uh, uh, no, it was, uh, you know, I think it was, it was a great weekend, and, and uh, you know, I was able to spend some time actually with family and, and, uh, and friends, and, and so it, it uh, you know, it's always a lot of fun, and, and yet gives us a time to kind of look back and reflect. And, and uh, of course, it was different because a lot of the fireworks shows were canceled. Yeah. Um, and yet I think that meant everybody had to go get their own fireworks. So there was some crazy personal displays uh, around um, all over. Yeah, almost almost more interesting that way when they have to go and, and try and figure out themselves. Are you a big fireworks guy? You know, I actually uh, really enjoy them as long as I'm not lighting them. Yeah, so I, I like smart. the fact somebody else is lighting them. Uh, but uh, no, I enjoy. I, I do. I've always enjoyed fireworks, uh, and you know, I kind of enjoy fireworks when our offense, you know, puts up a bunch of points on the board. I, I kind of probably look at it like that. Clever. I like that. That sounds yeah. pretty good right there. Uh, Coach, I, I stick to the sparklers. I'm just like you. I don't I don't fire off any of the crazy ones. <laughs> That's right, and and it's much better that way. So absolutely. Uh, no, it was great, and and uh, you know I'm just gonna kind of ask you. I mean, what the heck? Uh, like any Fourth of July traditions that you had? Coach, I gotta be honest. Food, I know. Whatever. I, yeah, I know we talked about this uh, early in, like, what, episode two or three. So my uncle has uh, a pretty fast boat that he gets out on our lake up there, and we go skiing and tubing. So uh, I, I went tubing and skiing this week, and I thought of you because I know you're a big skier. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And uh, did you work the grill at all or do anything special that way? Absolutely. You got to you got to have the hamburgers and hot dogs and brats. I mean, those are those are the go to things that you have that weekend. How about you? Well, it was, uh, you know, an opportunity to put some tri tip on and and then uh, actually uh, kind of a, a friend's recipe that we've had for a long, long time, believe it or not, is a taco salad. OK, uh, which, uh, you know, it. Uh, it, it's like it reminds us all of okay this must be the fourth of july right right and, um, and and did some incredible shrimp on a himalayan salt block so that was kind of uh that was kind of it for this uh fourth well wow, you took it to the next level with the cooking on the grill yeah you know the, the setup is uh it, i don't think you can have enough grills uh right and, and so uh whether it's the green egg or the gas or the Weber or the Traeger, it, it, uh, it's one of those deals where 
I try to kind of get most of them going at the same time and, and then try to time everything so it comes out together. But uh, that's part of the challenge. Now, when did you learn how to grill? Is that something that your your mom and dad taught you when you were younger, or when did you first become a, a big grilling person? You know, great question. I, I uh, you know, I love to do it, and uh, it's probably more than anything became kind of an outlet. You know, you know, cooking in general. My mom was a real good cook, but you know, I think it was probably when I started to see some of those, uh, you know, barbecue shows on tv and uh and then started to kind of research and and look and really kind of the science behind it it makes a lot of fun yeah it does that's that's become really popular those those food network shows or or people cooking stuff and then posting pictures uh very appetizing stuff online that's pretty cool though sounds like sounds like you had a good weekend and some good meals yeah and yet the good part is once it was done uh the rest of the team, you know, joined us on Monday. So uh, we're all pretty much there. The rookies will get in on the 17th. But um, all the guys from, from last year are on campus, uh, uh, been tested, working out with Joel in, in uh, groups. He's, he's, i tell you what, he's uh, our strength staff. They're working their tail off because uh, – They've got groups going, uh, you know, from 7.30 in the morning through 6 o'clock at night. Um, and the way we're doing it and staggering guys and making sure that there aren't too many, you know, together and in the locker room at the same time and all those type of things. Um, you know, it's, it's really put an extra burden on our, on our strength staff. And yet, uh, Joel's just doing a great job with them and, and uh, kids are excited to be back and, and working their tails off. So, it's been a great week. Yeah, very exciting news that they're back. Right now we're just under 60 days from that opener on September 5th against San Jose State. Coach, take us through a little bit uh, of what those workouts are. I know they're voluntary and you're not involved, but um, right. from talking with Joel Welsh, your strength and conditioning coach, what are the guys doing that are back on campus? Well, what we had to do, because obviously there was such a long layoff, um, you know, for everybody, um, as far as, you know, kind of having your hands on them more than anything and, and controlling what they're doing. But, um, he has phased them back in where, you know, they're not just coming in and going full bore right away. You know, he's working them slowly in, uh, you know, to get them into shape. Uh, so we're prepared, you know, to go into training camp. That's kind of where it's at right now and and in our terms right now we're in what we call the third quarter which um the fourth quarter of the program is is when we get to fall camp but with these guys uh, we've got them in in again in small groups uh they're going like that first group goes for a couple hours and in in that couple hours that includes their 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 covid check-in uh, that includes, you know, us being able to get everything out of the locker room when they're done and getting the locker room resprayed, um, you know, and that type of thing. Just making sure that, you know, their health and safety is number one. And, and, uh, and but with that, uh, they will now in another week, we'll then start what we do at the end with a team run, which I think is really important. Uh, we're able to separate them all out on the field and that type of thing. But 
where we really for the first time have the whole group together because right now it's uh it's in these smaller groups and uh we're still doing our virtual meetings um and like i said it's still a voluntary phase and yet uh these guys uh, are excited about being here and, and getting after it. And then with, with Coach Welsh, since you're not uh, able to be there again, is that a, a sort of thing where he's relaying messages to you about, uh, yeah. about how things are going, or how does that work? Yeah, absolutely. There's a, We have an update on a, uh, you know, a daily staff meeting, uh, you know, which we cover a lot of topics. But at this juncture in the year during every day's staff meeting, it's – it's a report from Joel, just how the guys are doing, um, you know, updates on guys that are really doing well. And so we're, you know, we can encourage them. And when we get on our virtual meetings, um, you know, as far as, Hey, you did a great job today. And, you know, those type of things, um, it, you know, as well as in a medical update every day, uh, not just with what's going on right now, but in general, you know, if a guy, twisted an ankle or guys uh you know a little bit out of shape so we need to kind of do you know whatever it is we need to do to help them get back into shape those are the things that we talk about uh you know really a lot in the daily staff meetings this time of year do you feel kind of weird at this point in the year just because you're so hands-on with the guys you're working in fall camp then you have the season then very quickly it's spring ball and right now you're around it you're around the guys but you can't be at the workouts is that kind of a a different type of feeling for a coach like you yeah it is and uh you know it's kind of cool we we uh, we had some um you know some some donors step up that allowed us actually to do this because obviously we didn't have any uh summer school so the kids weren't getting any kind of aid and um what we were able to do is actually help them uh, with groceries and food. So, you know, they've got a Monday grocery pickup. Um, the thing that's pretty cool is, is the GAs actually send them pictures on how to cook different things that are in the grocery bag. Uh, it's pretty interesting. And uh, uh, so that allows them to kind of get through the week. And then um, they come and pick up a, a, a plated meal. Uh, that Holly, one of our nutritionists, uh, you know, does a great job with people in town. Um, and they do drive-by pickups uh, with the guys uh, all in their cars. And you get a wave at them, you know, <laughs> from afar. And uh, But at least we know they're getting fed and, and um, you know, nutritionally we're getting them taken care of. And the only reason we're able to do that is we've had uh, some former players we've had friends of the program uh, step up and uh, donate to our summer fund which has allowed us uh, the opportunity to take care of our players so uh, just can't tell you how appreciative we are for those people who have stepped up and donated money um, to our summer program. Yeah, finding different ways around some of the restrictions with the pandemic. And, and you and I talked about it earlier. You know, you, you can't go in weight rooms, so the guys are, are lifting couches or whatever they can find at home. Same type of thing with the cafeterias and everything not being open up here. That's great to hear that they're finding other ways and, and probably learning some coaches, as you mentioned, finding ways to cook new foods that they're not accustomed to making. Yeah, and uh, – and- and again, the important thing is, is I tell you, I just, again, it, it shows what a great place Central Michigan is. And, 
and and you know the the support um, people stepping up you know during these trying times um, to allow us to be able to you know keep the nutrition going for our players it's just been uh, it's been it's been great yeah absolutely that's that's excellent to hear and I know that this has certainly been a place where where people always are willing to give back to Central Michigan overall and, and the athletics department also coach I, I wanted to pivot a little bit here because I know you're a basketball guy, so I like to get in like one or two things about basketball before we get sure. to our guest. And right. uh, the basketball tournament is kind of holding us over until the NBA comes back in late July. And uh, I don't know if you saw this, but one of the former Chippewas that played under head coach Keno Davis here, he, he scored 30 points per game, Marcus Keene. He hit a game winner the other day for the sideline cancer team, and then they won on Tuesday so they're now into the quarterfinals. So pretty cool to see, you know, the impact we've we've had football players on that are at the next level. Uh, now see basketball as well. Marcus Keene stepping up and, and getting some time on ESPN and taking over the news lately. And, you know, what's great, uh, every time it's, you know, a Central Michigan grad. You know, I mean, a guy that played at Central Michigan, and I think that's that's uh, that really helps our university, you know, whenever we get that out there. But. The great thing is we we've got some live hoop going on, yes. right? And um, and just seeing them play and seeing them compete and being able to just watch some ball. It's uh, again, it's it's a great thing. And it's you know with with baseball starting to get ready, you know, to go hopefully uh, as we kind of <laughs> keep moving forward. Um, this is a lot of fun, and and uh, I think it's great for for sports fans everywhere. Absolutely. Uh, I know you're a busy guy, but uh, just to give you a heads up, they're taking on the Syracuse alums, Bayheim's Army, coming up this weekend. I think the game's either going to be on Friday or Saturday in the quarterfinals. So uh, for all the Chippewa fans, keep an eye out on sideline cancer and, and root on Marcus Keene, uh, the former Chippewa, see if they can make their way to the tournament championship. Coach, uh, a guy that won some championships at Central Michigan is going to join us here shortly. And before we have uh, former head coach Herb Duramity on, a, a guy that has had a lasting impact uh, across this university and athletic department, I just want to get your thoughts on, you know, when you met Herb and what stands out to you about him and the person he is. Well, I got to tell you, even when uh, this job, um, you know, came about and, and Michael gave a call. Um, he's a guy along with Roy Kramer that, that obviously set a standard and a standard of excellence and uh, having the opportunity to meet coach Dramedy and, and be around him. And more than anything, the respect of the former players, you know, the lives that he touched and uh, meant so much to so many. And, and it's a, uh, Man, it's great when he comes out to practice. It just uh, it just warms my heart that that he comes out and watches and and is involved. And you know, a guy I can actually pick his brain on some things here and there because uh, you know he's he's probably forgotten more ball than I know uh, <laughs> at all. So uh, it's it's uh, it's great that we're going to have him on the show. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I mean, you're obviously coming into a new spot when you took this job and came to Central Michigan. How has he helped you kind of become acquainted? And then as you've been a coach here at CMU, what has he been able to provide in support? Sure. Um, 
you know, I think I think the biggest piece uh, whenever you, you come into a new situation is being able to visit with as many people as possible that that are involved, have been involved, um, you know, with the program or organization, just more than anything to kind of find the insights, um, uh, you know, about uh, the program and, and some of the things that are here that are, uh, you know, really good some of the things that maybe you need to work on uh to help you be successful and and of course having his knowledge and and uh his historical background um i gotta tell you he he made such an impactful speech to our players during training camp last year on really what it is to be a chippewa and uh I tell you, it it resonated with our guys and and really carried throughout the year. And he coaches is a very versatile guy, and I'm sure we'll get into it. But uh, you can just see what a leader he is, not only as a as a football head coach, but then he of course led the department here at CMU and. Uh, among other things, he was a part of the college football playoff committee for for three years prior. So, he's got a he's got a list of accomplishments and a list of impactful things he's done for the game of football and college athletics as a whole. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, you know, and I think it'll be interesting, kind of you know, to talk about that. You know, being part of that uh, playoff committee. You know, what an honor that is. And number one, but then kind of how that worked, you know, I mean, you think about a guy who loves the game of football and then is able to actually watch so many games and, and, uh, and evaluate. I I think that that'll be interesting for people to find out. Well, excited to have our next guest on. He's a hall of famer and five different hall of fames and a winning coach for central Michigan. It's Herb Duramity. Coach McElwain, why don't you bring him in for us? Well, I got to tell you what, what an honor it is to have him on this podcast. And, and, uh, it really excited kind of to visit about a lot of different things throughout his career and, and what a successful career it's been. But Herb, tell us how you're doing right now, man. Hey, I'm doing great. To be honest with you. In fact, uh, uh, I'm having another checkup today that to, to drive down to uh, uh, to Lansing after this call. But uh, no, health has been good. Uh, I try to get up every morning. Well, I do. And uh, I walk uh, 10,000 steps. And, well, uh, but I always kid people on that thing. Don't don't get overly excited. It, I, I look a little bit like Tim Conway on the Carol <laughs> Burnett show. There you go. <laughs> That's what I tell you what, what a great visual that is. <laughs> that is fantastic. But, uh, you know, I, 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 my wife kind of reminded me, you know, you and I actually have something in common is where our wives are both PEO sisters and uh, kind of makes us kind of pseudo related through that, uh, that piece. Uh, your wife stays real busy with that, with that organization, doesn't she? <laughs> my wife, my wife's pretty active in it. And I, I don't have very much knowledge of it. I get to, to uh, confess, but uh, I, I know I know she really enjoys the companionship. There you go. Well, good. Well, Herb, you know, I really, again, thanks so much for taking the time. And, and obviously some of the things that, that you, you know, have gone through and, and just kind of, uh, you know, being such a great chip as you are, but uh, kind of tell us a little bit about, um, you know, you gave such a great speech to our team a year ago, and and prior to that, uh, Coach Kramer was able to do that. Kind of, 
kind of tell me about the impact of Coach Kramer a little bit on your coaching career and, and kind of your path. Well, there's no question of the tremendous impact that he has had on me. Uh, I was a high school coach. I had been at three high schools uh, and, and a coach for, uh, I think, six, seven years. Uh, I met Roy while I was coaching in high school, and, and uh, he gave me an opportunity to uh, be a part of his staff when he was going to take over as the head coach. Uh, Roy had come to Central Michigan in 1965 and 66, and he directed the freshman program with the understanding that he would take over as the head coach. And then in 1967, uh, he gave me the opportunity uh, to be a part of his staff. Um, and what can I say? I mean, it's just been uh, just unbelievable experience. When I talk about Coach Kramer, I talk about a person that just – had an unbelievable vision. Uh, his energy was fantastic, but it, his vision of where he could take uh, Central Michigan uh, as a university, as a football program, was way beyond what a lot of people thought was possible. Um, when he came, Central Michigan was a, a small college. I mean, it, you were divided up either being a small college or a major college. And we were in the small college category and actually didn't have scholarships other than uh, students that qualified for uh, a, a job or, or qualified because of academics. And uh, he was able to start by having scholarships being available. And then one of the most the biggest steps that we ever took was the fact going from what amounted to be a small college to a division two school to taking it one more step further and becoming in the Mid-American conference. And that in, in itself made us a major college. You know, as it kind of seeing that growth and that, that, that step forward, you know, as a university and as a athletic department and in, in football program, you know, what were some of the things that like, what was some of the pushback? Was, was it a hard sell or was it everybody being on that same page moving forward? What was that like? Well, I think the hardest part was again, that to, uh, <clears throat> to, to realize uh, what was, what was at, at stake? I mean, we were again, a, a school that uh, didn't uh, offer the fur full allotment of scholarships. Uh, we, we wanted to be a part of the Mid-American Conference. Um, Roy did a great sell to, with the various athletic directors in the conference that they wanted to expand the Mid-American Conference and then why not Central Michigan University? Sure. Uh, and, and, but think this, uh, at the time, at that time, uh, Central only really opponent that it could compare itself against was Western Michigan. And at that time, uh, Central was lucky to win between once every four years uh, right. it, that they would play Western. And, and Western um, was in last place in the conference year sure. in and year out. <laughs> so, I mean, when we talk about uh, <laughs> so I, I remember as a coach, we, we were wondering uh, what kind of longevity we had uh, <laughs> with that move. You know, I and, and when you see the progress in, in the things and kind of the vision, I guess, you know, I've got to ask you, I, I 
I know that you had, had toured the new facility and, and coach Kramer was going to go through it as well the other day. And, and uh, tell me kind of what was going through your guys' minds when you oh, saw kind of that new facility. Mac, Mac, you can't believe it. We just looked at each other. Um, the facility is phenomenal. Uh, uh, from every aspect of it, what, it, what, what, what the, you know, the, not only the, the design, but what will be in it, uh, uh, it we, we recall, and, and if people are listening that knew what old alumni field looked like and the <laughs> locker room that we would come out of, um, um, I mean, I, listen, I want to say the, the varsity locker room that we have is, is, is larger than my first home here in Mount Pleasant. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely breathtaking. And Roy and I just looked at one another and it, you know, instead of putting a lot of superlatives to it, we just said, wow. Right. And, and that's exactly what it is. Great planning. I'm sure you had a part in it, uh, getting what you wanted. Uh, but uh, this is going to be just an absolute tremendous addition. But in the other part of it, it what we talked about is we look at, at the south end, which has the big scoreboard, and now in the north end, which has this facility. It encloses the stadium such so that it's got what a tremendous atmosphere uh, for a football game. So I'm, I know our players coming out of that locker room um, – <laughs> They they just got to be uh, you know elated to be a part of that football program. Well, you know I got to tell you, as excited as they were to move into the trailers, I can only imagine what it's going to be moving into this locker room because uh, Michael and, and the administration have done an outstanding job of, of putting the pieces together. And you know, you obviously as a football coach, but then also as an athletic director kind of tell me how you wore both of those hats and part of the things that you were involved in is obviously the indoor that's used <laughs> every second you can use it uh you know by all our sports and then obviously the stadium itself how, how did that come about and how were you able to kind of do that as an athletic director well i had a lot of help to be honest with you we leonard plack was our president and uh, his background was in business, and he understood when we talked about improvements that we had to make. Uh, initially, um, the uh, to be Division One, the concern was that we had to have a stadium that um, that would uh, uh, seat thirty thousand. So we were going to be in a situation where we were going to have to add seats. But <laughs> it's no good having a stadium with thirty thousand if you don't have the type of facility that you need to take care of your student athletes. Um, and that is, and as you know, we were able to put together a facility, an indoor facility that, that allowed them to, to be able to train during inclement weather and especially spring football, and but also have access to a weight room and access to an academic uh, center, uh, all of which would contribute to the success of an athlete and then the success of an athlete will then take over and, and put people in the seats. Um, so fortunately for me as the athletic director, I, I had a president that understood, had a board that was very favorable. And uh, we were able to 
put that project together and uh, put together something that, that benefited everyone. Uh, a lot of people don't understand this, but when we put that uh, indoor facility together, we had to remove, we actually had to remove the uh, uh, intramural fields uh, that were right there by, by uh, uh, you know, the uh, SAC center. And, uh, but the way we were able to do that we, and utilize the money we had that before we ever even dug one, uh, you know, shovel in for the indoor athletic complex, we were already preparing the intramural fields, which were on the west side of campus, uh, which uh, are, are, are in tremendous use. So athletics was, was, was there sharing with the student body as well as what we were doing for not only football, but for, for all of our athletes uh, at, at CMU. Yeah, I, and, and, you know, that, that intramural complex, I actually pass it every day. I mean, wow, you know, they've got unbelievable space out there and, and, and always in use by, you know, the whole, the whole uh, student body. So, you know, putting all that stuff together, I, I, uh, I got to say thank you, Herb, but you, you're, you're making my job a lot easier because of all those things that you put in place. But, well, uh, I, I appreciate those comments, but I want to tell you what, that football team that you put together last year made everybody's job a lot easier. Uh, uh, the excitement that, um, that uh, has been demonstrated with that football team, the manner in which they play, uh, to, to go from a team that uh, unable to win a conference game to play in the championship game at uh, Ford Field, uh, that that was an unbelievable achievement. Uh, the only thing like that is, is I always remember that the next thing was, what are you going to do next? You know, <laughs> and that uh, doesn't make it any easier. <laughs> no, it, it, yet. You know, I got to tell you, I gotta, when you look back, it, it's really just about seeing the joy on those players face, you know, that have a little success and, and start to feel good about themselves. And, and now it's like, okay, uh, I think we might be the hunted you know, instead of the hunters this year. So uh, we, we've got to be on top of that, but you know, I really enjoy when you come out to practice and kind of tell us what you see when you come out to practice. And I, I love the fact that you come watch us and, and see what we're doing, but uh you know, kind of as a coach, what what are you kind of seeing? Well, you probably know this that uh, very early, um, Roy Roy would because his uh, daughter um, uh, still lives in the Mount Pleasant area. He would come up uh, during the latter part of uh, uh, the summer, right. and uh, we were able to uh, you know watch her early practices. And the first thing that we both came away with. Uh, and we could see that was the enthusiasm. Um, the, really, the practices are so well organized, uh, and and they go from station to station in the manner in which they do that. Now, I had the chance to watch that when you've had your first set of spring practices, sure. and and that, that was something that impressed me. What what impresses me so much is the teaching that goes on by your assistant coaches. Right. I mean, it's not just the fact that it's a repetition it's there's repetition but at the same time there's correction when correction needs to be done there's praise when when people do the type of things that you're trying to get from them um i love watching their practices it uh, 
I, I wish uh, <laughs> I, I wish I was younger and I could be on that part of that staff because uh, <laughs> you're you're really getting stuff done and and I think the players know that and then what I really saw was again as you started um, you know before the pandemic came in um, we were able to watch a little bit what took place and and it's just like the players just picked up right from the last practice. Uh, sharp and, and, and motivated, very motivated. Uh, uh, looks like you have good leadership among your players. Um, so I think that's what we walked away with. I mean, there's talent on that football field. There, there's no doubt, but, but more than just talent, there's people that look like they like playing the game of football. And, uh, that usually helps in, in trying to have success. Yeah. The, uh, you know, the, the the kids it's just you know and you you really hit on something i just think that people don't understand sometimes is is the value of of the people in your organization and your coaches and you know michael and and president davies is uh, you know allowed us to bring in some unbelievable coaches and teachers right uh, it's just I'm, I'm i'm really really happy to hear you say that but uh you know, you obviously are won a ton of ball games here, and and uh, you know I think uh, I, I know it's one thing that that Adam enjoys, uh, you know, kind of reminiscing on on things in the past. But are there any games that really just stood out to you as a coach? Oh well, yeah, I think there are uh, the, um, the, the first of all, the first one, first one, yeah. uh, a lot of people might. N- not, not know this, but uh, my first year, uh, the last week in July, Roy got a call to become the athletic director at Vanderbilt University. And um, I, I can recall, we talked about this. He was just at the house for dinner. And, and um, so all of a sudden, I get a phone call from our athletic director saying, uh, we'd like you to take over the program. But it was on an interim basis because, uh, you know, obviously they would have a search for a head coach. So the first game had, had, that you have to have, um, in, fortunately it was in our stadium and it was against a conference opponent. So, I mean, you knew you were going to get excited for that. Um, and our, our players played out of their mind. I mean, uh, like what a tremendous effort we had. In fact, I think the final score was, 41 to zero and um um i I thought it was going to be like that all the way through but uh uh, but uh we did we had a we had a great team coming back uh and had a tremendous effort had a quarterback that understood what we're doing and um we lost only uh, one conference game that year uh but then went on to win the championship the next year uh, the other game that that uh, well, there's two, I guess you'd say. The other one was my first game against Western Michigan, and and that was such a big thing because that was at Western, uh, and it was a big, a very important game for us uh, um, in in my first year, and it was a game which we held, we fell behind fourteen and nothing, and and at that time the stands were totally filled and. Somehow we came back and we won that game like 41-14. And um, 
uh, just, just the manner in which we played, it was just uh, incredible. Uh, the other one everyone talks about here is obviously your first game against uh, um, Michigan State University, which uh, that was something that, that Coach Kramer, tried. Uh, he always talked about scheduling and, and scheduling opponents that, that would tremendously challenge you. Um, and uh, to get that game, we actually, as I was able to schedule it six years before we ever played it. Um, but that gives you an idea how, how, how important that game was to us. And, and, uh, fortunately the manner in which we played in, in front of 70,000 people was something that, uh, I'll always remember. And I'm sure the players who were a part of it feel the same way. Yeah. I, uh, you know, and, and I think that what, when you think about what you, uh, what what Coach Kramer did from a vision standpoint, I'm sure the six years even before, who would have ever thought that you would even be able to schedule a game with Michigan State, and uh, and then to be able to go in there and play and and really say, you know what, we do belong. That has to mean something special, right? Oh, it was, and I, you know, I give a lot of credit to George Perlis because uh, I went to George. At- and to get that game, I basically said, uh, and I knew George when he even was coaching at St. Ambrose uh, in the high schools here in, in Michigan. Um, and I said to George, I said, you could do for Central Michigan uh, what Notre Dame did for Michigan State University. Michigan State University, once they had Notre Dame on their schedule, uh, it automatically it put them in a different category. People recognize that uh, it was a national uh, university. Um, I said you could do the, the same thing for Central Michigan to, to show people that we want to be a truly Division One program. And um, he said, if I did that, Herb, I'd, I'd have to, you know, schedule Western and and Eastern and and others. And I said, I said that's okay, George, just schedule us first. And, uh, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, and, he, and he did. So, um, uh, you know, that was, that was a big part of, uh, a, a big moment for the, the university. And, uh, I, I would share just one other comment with that game. We obviously we won and we came back and it was one of those bus rides. You've been on great bus rides. And, yeah. Um, the closer we came to Mount Pleasant, we had the players come up front and they were having so much fun on the bus. Um, the statement was, can we take this bus all the way up to the bridge and back, you know, three or four hours of being on the bus. And so as we got into town, there was hardly anybody there. I mean, you, you won a big ball game. You've seen movies where come in and everybody's cheering and excited. There were some people, but but not what you would anticipate. And we got off the bus and you know, my comment to someone, I said, where, where's the fan base? There's nobody here. And then the, the statement came here. That's easy. He said, they're still down on East Lansing celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, Central Michigan has, and that is, and you found that out, has a great fan base. Yes. Um, uh, and, and a lot of pride uh, in the, the people who follow the Chippewas. So uh, those are just a couple of moments that were, were very special for me. You know, I, when, when, 
when you look at, at kind of just the evolution of college football and then uh, you seeing it, building it from, from, you know, square one. And then, you know, most recently having been a part of the football playoff committee, um, how did that come about? Or, I mean, how does that happen? Well, you know, like I say, I, you know, I've, I've been more than blessed. And, and uh, um, I remember when I, I got the initial call from Bill Hancock, who is the, you know, the executive director. And uh, he said, would you, uh, uh, would you be interested? And, and of course we have to do a, um, <clears throat> a background check and all the things involved and I said, that, but I didn't think it would go further than that. But uh, then when I was given the opportunity to be a part of it, uh, it, it has to be one of the most enjoyable experiences I've ever been a part of. Um, first of all, uh, working for a person like Bill Hancock, uh, what he's put together and how he's put it together um, it, it's absolutely incredible. The process is something that uh, it is not, believe me, it, it, it's very thorough. Um, the availability of not only statistics, but uh, uh, the visual games uh, of myself, I had available to me on a Sunday morning uh, on my iPad, every Division One football game played. Uh, in the United States, and but but I had the coaches cut, offense versus defense, defense versus offense, and, and kicking game, um, and then with the statistical data that we had and the people that work you through that, uh, so that once you go into the meetings and you have the other people that are part of the group uh, take part in the meeting. Uh, I mean, the, the seriousness of which they approach, you know, not just picking the top four, but, but picking what amounts to be the top 25. Uh, it's, it's a three-day process. Um, so, I, yeah, that, that was an experience I'll never forget. That was three years of, uh, even though you had to travel for six straight weeks back and forth to uh, – uh, Dallas, Texas, to be a part of it. Uh, like I said, it was an experience that I'll never forget. I've got to ask you, any good like behind the scenes arguments maybe happen in that room when you were stacking those those twenty five teams? Uh, no, I mean the only, the only thing I would be looking forward to, to be honest yeah. with you, you know, it, I mean we we had when you start thinking it, we had the athletic director. Uh, that uh, was from Oklahoma. The athletic director is from Oregon. The athletic director that was from um, uh, Florida. I mean, those were part of the people that were, uh, and the athletic director at, at 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 Iowa, and at one time the athletic director at uh, Wisconsin. And what would happen because their teams were always involved in some of the selection process, you would be recused. Because uh, you couldn't vote on on your team and you couldn't be involved in the discussion that would go in the ranking of it. And uh, the one thing I would say, I, I was kind of excited to, to, if I could still be part of it this year because I think for the first time I'd have had a chance to leave the room uh, because uh, the success of possibly our football team. Uh, right. So I mean, uh, 
Yeah, it's just it's incredible. I mean, it, it what happens is it, there's tremendous discussion, and you you listen to other people's point of view, and then you proceed ahead and vote. And no one, no one, you know, your opinion might be totally different than somebody else's, um, but but you have a chance to express it, and and you actually accept what the other person has to say. Um, and then, of course, have your chance for a vote. Of course, there's one statement I always have. I don't know if you've heard this one. Is that uh, you, you could, and I would take this to the group and simply say this. You know, if I agreed with you, then both of us would be wrong. Um, now think of that for a second. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I love it. I love it. That is absolutely correct. And, and uh, what a great statement. And. And it had to be just for you, just a blast, even being able to watch all that football every week. That had to be a lot of fun. Oh, it, it really is. I mean, um, I, I, you you watch the way the style which different teams coached, mm -hmm. uh, different, and, and you could see that. And and all of a sudden, you have a uh, an appreciation uh, for how you know the different coaches in the. Uh, across the country and, and, uh, you know, what their programs look like. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty, it, it, it's unbelievable revealing. Now the best part of this, get this, they're so kind to Once you've been a part of this program, you, you can always be a part of it. And they still give me access to oh, looking good. at, uh, uh, that I have on my iPad, that same availability as if I were still an active member of the committee. Well, now that I know that, I can drop a couple subscriptions and we can save the budget. Um, I can have access to your stuff, right, Herb? Isn't that <laughs> well, no, I don't think that'll work. <laughs> hey, that's, that's the one thing that, that, that Bill Hancock always talks about. Yeah. Part of the, the reason you, everyone is in, involved with this group is integrity. Right. And uh, that's so important. And this is, you know, we have... Uh, um, you know, Ari uh, uh, Fleischer um, mm -hmm. is part of our public relations uh, programming, and uh, is, as has been pointed out, there has never, there has never been a leak uh, by by this group as to what the top four is. I mean, you when you watch that television show uh, on um, a Monday night, that's th those people get that information of what the top uh, 25 are going to be. And they get that at the moment they walk into that, uh, uh, turn on the light for the TV to run. Wow. And no, and nobody has that information until then. That's, that's fantastic. Well, yeah. I just, I got to tell you everybody, I, I just, I, I so enjoy when you come visit and, and, um, you know, get around our players and, and be around the organization. And it just means so much. And, and more than anything, I want to tell you, thanks for taking time out of your schedule and, and coming on to this podcast. <laughs> well, thank you. I think, I, think uh, I hope we at least kept the attention for nine of the 10 people. listening. So uh, we'll go from there. Well, I'm telling you, it's uh uh, this has been a lot of fun and, and being able to kind of reminisce even with some of your former players and different people. And, uh, man, it's just uh, got to tell you, it really 
every week we do this, it, it really just solidifies how great it is to be a Chippewa, I got to tell you. Well, we're very fortunate to have you and the staff you put together and the way the, the players have responded. And that as a, as a former coach, and, and I know I speak for Roy, uh, we're really proud uh, once again to uh, to to uh, to have you uh, be the head head man. So, uh, good luck, and uh, thank you for the opportunity to talk with you. Means a lot. Thanks a lot, and have a great day. All right. Bye now. Well, what a guest to have on, Coach Duramity. Wow. And, uh, man, Coach Mack, he was phenomenal to listen to. You can tell he certainly grabs the attention of a room, and you just have to listen to what he's telling you. Yeah, I mean, you could you could just yeah, – well, you could just tell. Um, and, and what a great guy and what a great person to, to have, you know, around the program and, and obviously being there for us. Uh, it's incredible. And, you know, I, I – I would suggest, you know, I mean, we kind of kid about the few listeners we do have, but if, if there were some chips out there, you know, listening to this one, spread the word, you know, get a chance to, to hear Coach Duramity on the, on the podcast because, wow, I tell you what, it was, it was fascinating. And, and really, didn't you just feel the history of the place, didn't you, Adam? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and you talked about it with him, about the involvement of the program. I mean, getting yeah. to D2 and then getting to the Mid-American Conference, and, you know, I'm sure Coach has been really enthused with how the MAC, just as a conference, has grown in its own along with CMU. So it's really cool to see someone that was, you know, helping lead this program back in the day and still following it closely and just seeing all the changes for the better that continue to happen. I mean, the best thing was just hearing him talk about how excited he is for the building in the North End Zone and what that looks like and how you and the guys in the university are going to be able to take advantage of that opportunity to, to utilize that space. No, and, and you know, it's actually it's, uh, it's one of those deals where I think he really hit on it. Um, you've got to have a vision. And, you know, you can't be afraid to, to step out there and, and, and take a chance. And, you know, by taking that chance and having that vision, you know, we're putting ourselves in a, in a position to, you know, where, where people talk about our university, uh, you know, in the same breath as they do what is considered major universities. So um, all I can say is, wow, it was awesome. Yeah, it absolutely was. And, Coach, I don't want to put any more pressure on you, but I do want to kind of go through the similarities here. Herb was talking about his first couple of years, and uh, combined his first two years, he went 19-2-1 at CMU, 8-1 in the wow. MAC in year one, nearly won the conference in year one, and then year two, they go 8-0-1 in the MAC, and he brings home a championship. So I, I don't know I don't know if CMU fans are kind of piecing together what I'm thinking here, but nearly win in year one and then bring back a lot of those same guys and potentially and go get it in year two. I, I don't know if that resonates with anybody, but that, that sounds pretty good to me, doesn't it, to you? Well, I, I tell you right now, I'm just focused on trying to help us beat San Jose State because <laughs> that's, that's the next step, and, and uh, but uh, – no, I tell you what, it, it's 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 a lot of fun, and, and like I said, we've just we've got a great group of kids and a great group of players, and excited to get back to work with them. You're speaking like a true coach, and I'm speaking like a true media member, looking ahead and thinking, <laughs> what if? 
yeah. Well, you got to live in the now. That's the right. Now is we got to get better right now to, to help us be successful in the future. Absolutely, Coach. Well, that was tremendous having Herb on. And next week, we did this a, a couple of weeks ago. We had uh, dual guests, uh, a couple, and we're going to do that same thing coming up next week. Uh, some pretty impactful people to this university. Uh, and, and, you know, not only that, but now we get an opportunity to kind of look at it from, you know, a board of a former board of trustees eyes and uh, a couple that do so much for our program and and a guy actually that goes out there and traps furry little critters. You know, that's kind of his is uh, uh, one of his releases. But uh, we're excited to have the canines on next week. It'll be fantastic. Yeah, and you talk to Bill Canine and just how genuine and generous he is. I, I wouldn't take him, Coach, as a guy that goes out and traps animals, but he does it, and you're right, he loves it. We're going to have to get into that about uh, about him doing that next week. Yeah, I, I was. we were fortunate uh, that he had us up to his cabin in, in uh, up north there, and, and uh, you know, we, we actually – threw the covers back and I'll be darned if one of those furry little critters wasn't sitting there staring at me. So I, I'm still, I got to get him back here sometime. So. Absolutely. Well, it'll be Carla and Bill Canine coming on next week and, and really excited to get back in the swing of things. And, you know, we're pushing towards the middle part of July. You talked about it with the freshmen coming in and then the end of July, when you start to do the, the class on grass, as you've called it, you go through the walkthroughs and then all of a sudden, Early August is here, and you're back uh, full full doing the, the football camp and, and getting ready for the fall. So, Coach, uh, we're continuing to get closer and closer and hopefully get more and more positive news as uh, we look to have football here in the fall in Mount Pleasant. Yep, you got it. And, and uh, you know, just, again, you know, for those people who have uh, donated and helped us, you know, be able to even get through some of this summer, um, I just got to say thank you if any of those are listening because uh, what they've done and, and donated to our program so our kids can eat, um, it, uh, it means so much. And, and let them know that uh, you know our guys are working their tails off, and, and that's, that's great to see. Very cool. And, Coach, thanks to you, as always, again, for coming on this podcast and uh, another great guest this week and looking forward to, to next week and beyond. Hope you have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next uh, next Thursday. All right, buddy. You take care, and it was a lot of fun. Thanks.